Welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. Hello, and welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast. And my name is Ray McLennan. I'm the creator of theskillstack.com and your host. And I'm here in the Skill Stack studio with another episode to help show and grow your skills, raise your value to yourself, your business, and your family. And this episode is about overwhelm and how to deal with it. Now, if you're driving, listening to this, or you're unable to take notes, don't worry, you'll get the most important information or the checklist, excuse me, in the show notes. So without any further delay, here we go. Okay, so the first thing about uh, feeling overwhelmed, I suppose, is to understand just why you are feeling overwhelmed. Now, I deal with a lot of people on a one-to-one basis, clients, mastermind attendees, and they tell me from time to time they are feeling overwhelmed by running their business and just by life in general. There's so many things to do. There's there's this to do, that to do, the next thing to do. And then before you know it, it's just like I'm not going to have enough hours in the day to get this done. And it doesn't matter whether your business is, you know, it could be new, 20 years old. There are just tons of things to juggle when you're a business owner and when you have a life to live. Now, I'm going to do a further episode on, on life work-life balance, as it's called, but I won't go into that now. But I think the main thing to know is you're not alone in feeling this way. And there are some common reasons why we feel overwhelmed in business and life. And I mean, there, there, you, will, you will have more, I'm sure, but these are some most common ones. So trying to please everybody. Now, usually, but not always, this is a common female trait, trying to please absolutely everybody. The next thing would be trying to do too many things at once. Now, that's not to be confused with multitasking. I'll get into that later. Next is being too optimistic about how much time it can take to do something. Next would be adding in too many appointments and projects. And then another one is not saying no to people and projects. Now, if you look at the common denominator amongst all these things, uh, and that is that these are choices that you have made. So every time you make a choice to do something, you're actually making a choice to do something extra to add to the already burdened load that you have, which will start to make you feel overwhelmed. Now, every business goes through this. Every entrepreneur goes through this. You get a feeling of overwhelm, then you get to grips with things, and then you move to the next level. And then you get a feeling of overwhelm again, and then you move to the next level and so on. That's why you'll see some people, you think you can't believe how they can get so many things done in a day or how they can almost seem not even stressed by what they've got and you just look at what they've got versus what you've got. Well, they've just gone to a different level. But I suppose that the thing to remember about all of this is that you are actually in control. Now, you're in control of your calendar. You're in control of the projects you take on. You're in control about whether you answer the phone, whether you send that email. You are in control whether you answer the door, whether you go out, whether you stay in. All these things, you are actually in control. So that's the first thing to remember. So. You want to admit uh, to yourself, I suppose, that you cannot do it all. You're not going to be able to do it all. Now, I used to have to-do lists with sort of 30, 40 things on it. And every time I had a, an idea or, or a, something would occur to me, I would add it into the to-do list. And the more I added, the more overwhelmed it felt. I'd score it out, but there seemed to be more. And it just never, never seemed to, to finish, just never got it finished. 
I'll always have things I want to have. I'll always have tasks that need to be done. There'll always be, you know, emails to answer, social media comments to make, phone calls to make. You're just going to have all of that. And all of us have the same number of hours in a day. So we're either going to have to delegate those projects and tasks or delete them from your list. And if you're serious about not feeling burned out and overwhelmed, then the first place to start making is, I suppose, making cuts in any list that you've made. And think about do, dump, delegate, or destroy. So four Ds. Do it, dump it, delegate, or destroy it. We'll go into a bit more of that later on. Next thing is um, take your time. You know, new habits will take some time to get used to. Anything I'm saying to here and suggesting to here is going to be a new skill, a new habit. It's something that you're going to have to take time to let it percolate down and settle in. Uh, you're not going to get it done in a day, but it, if you consistently take action on it, you will get it done. And the outcome you're going to have is you're going to feel in more in control of your workload, your time, and mostly your energy. Now, I've written um, and and published previous podcasts about, about this. Um, you'll be in control of your calendar and your list instead of feeling as if, effectively, it's in control of you. So I've got 11 simple tips here, 11 tips, and uh, let's go into them now then. So number one is calm down. That's the first thing. I know you should, probably shouldn't say to anybody who's stressed, calm down. but step back, relax, calm down. If you do five minutes of something relaxing before trying anything, if you just sit back, close your eyes, switch your phone off, take a deep breath and relax, then you can ease into tasks rather than having to charge into them head first like a bull in a china shop. Okay, so number one is just calm down, take a step back, you can do this. Number two is set priorities and goals, targets. Now, where do you want you or your business to be in six months, 12 months, five years? What's the most important thing to do right now to get you to that? Pick just, say, three or four things that you want to achieve in 12 months, because if you complete them, you can always add another one later on. Okay, next is uh, centralize your to-do list. Now, because I am at a desk uh, or I use my phone most of the day, I'm either at a laptop or I'm on my phone. I have a to-do file right there. It's it, it's on both of them. So I use a MacBook Air and I have an iPhone. And if I change one thing on the MacBook Air, then it will change in the iPhone and vice versa. So it's always up to date no matter where I am. But if you've got that list, make sure that it's it, you've got one centralized up-to-date list. You can get your hands on it quickly. And when something new comes up, you have a place to put it immediately instead of trying to keep track of it in your head. So it's, you know, it's, it's liberating. I'll go into that kind of later on about folders and, and how you how you organize folders. Okay, the next thing is uh, focus. Now, you can choose one task. So again, I'll talk about uh, this later on. I've also talked about it on previous podcasts in routine, for example, and journaling about having only a couple of tasks to complete in a day. Don't just put, um, you know, you have a to-do list, but only go for one thing that you must complete today and then a couple of other things. And if you focus on that until it's complete and, and, and not jumping from one to the other, uh, you will feel a lot less overwhelmed. Okay, the next thing is to set a timer. Now, you've heard this before. I've mentioned it. it's called the Pomodoro effect. And that means that, uh, you know, you can focus for a while. It's called a Pomodoro after tomato, which is, is, it was effectively a timer. You can turn the timer and the timer would, would run out after whatever period you set. So, the suggestion is that you work on a task for 20 minutes and then take a break. Um, and then um, 
take a break for a couple of minutes and then go back and work on another task for 20 minutes. Now, you can up that. You could up it to 25, 30, or 40 minutes, whatever suits, suits you. But start off by working on something for 20 minutes. Now, you might think, oh, it's 20 minutes. It's an awful long time. It goes by in a heartbeat. Trust me. You're working on something next minute, the alarm goes off. But it's important. If you're not in the zone and in flow, which you might be, if you're in the zone and in flow, then then set it for another 20 minutes and keep going. But it's good to stop for five minutes. Just stop, stretch, walk around. You know, if you have um, the ability to go outside, go outside for a couple of minutes, come back in and then get back to work. It means that you will rebuild your focus. You will sustain your attention span and your ability to concentrate will massively go up. So, um, yeah. Pomodoro effect, keep that. Now, there's another thing I suggest, which is there's an app that you can get for your phone called Forest. And when you uh, use this app, you set the time that you want to um, make sure that you can't touch your phone or or you're you're not allowed to touch your phone for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It's called Forest because if you touch, well, it starts to grow a tree, a digital tree. And if you use your phone or go to your phone, it will kill the tree. Now, this sounds ridiculous, but it's amazingly effective. Now, we've tied that in to um, an organization called B1G1. So when I use that app, then over the course of a month, I might might have planted and saved, uh, sorry, planted and grown 220, 230 trees. Then what we do at the end of the month is we go to B1G1 and we actually plant real trees. So it's not something that's, you know, just a whim. It's not digital. It actually has physical form. Okay, so the next thing is, that's number five. Number six would be, know how long it takes. Now, I, you know, I always do a task and I think, well, this is going to take me 10 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever. Turns out it's going to take 30. Another task that I might think will take me an hour, will take three. Um, You know, I I try and block out 20 minutes, but I've learned a simple rule. Whatever I think a task will take, you probably need to double it. And that way, you're not going to have many tasks in your daily calendar. Remember, I said to you, have one that you must complete and then three others if you can. But but be clear, they will probably take longer. Now, some will take less, and that's great. Then you can get on to the next one. Okay, number seven is simplify. Now, uh, is your business too complicated? Um, Have you got things that you can simplify? Have you got things that you can leverage? Have you got things that you can get someone else to do? You know, take a deep look at the tasks that you do and ask yourself if there's a better way, an easier way, a piece of software or a person who could do it instead. Okay, number eight is know your most productive time. So when is your best, most productive, most creative time? Well, for me, it's from from 7 a.m. till 1 p.m. And that's the time when I just feel that I can get stuff done. I can get a lot of stuff done. So that's I use that time for. Uh, I suppose, writing, doing podcasts, writing part of my book, um, creating training programs, etc. You know, whatever, whatever's productive, making the phone calls that I need to make, writing out the things that I need to do. And um, I suppose if you know what your personal productivity peak times are, it will help you to be more productive. Now, I tend to use the afternoons for a bit more admin, and then four o'clock in the afternoon. I work out my tasks for the next day. Now, I might keep going till six o'clock. I might finish at four o'clock. I might finish at seven o'clock. I don't know. Usually, though, I'm making and taking a lot of phone calls throughout the day. Um, so I just know that my that's my productive time is seven till one. Okay, number nine would be, uh, yeah, 
Give yourself the gift of distraction. Sometimes we can push ourselves too hard. You know, owning owning a business is a long, it, it's a long drawn out process. It's more of a marathon, not a sprint. And so every every time, every now and again, you need to take a break from your work. Like I said, you know, the Pomodoro effect, step out the front door, get a breath of fresh air, play music, go for a walk, read a book, have coffee, do anything that takes your heart and mind away from your, your business. I've found myself times when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I've went, you know what, sod it, I'm switching the phone off. I'm going to go to the bloody cinema. Now, I haven't done it often, but certainly a couple of times a year, I might go off to, to, to a cinema in the afternoon, nice and quiet, see a film that I know that my wife and, and family are not going to want to watch, you know, but something that I'll want to go and see. And uh, I just enjoy myself for a couple of hours, switch everything off, distracted. And when I come out, I usually feel a lot better. So if, if you have something that takes your, you know, your, your mind away from your business, you will come back with a clear mind and a fresh perspective when you get back to work. All right. Number 10 is uh, get rid of clutter. Now, for many people, uh, when there are too many things in your visual field of focus, then it's hard for your brain to concentrate on what you're doing. So out of sight does really mean out of mind. If you have a drawer for paperwork, put it all in there. If you've got a desk covered in stuff and it's a bit of a mess, you probably want to get, you know, push that out of the way. Now, the counter argument to that is quite a lot of creative people, you know, say, look, it doesn't really bother me. I feel more creative when my day. Well, fine. But if you get rid of the clutter that's in front of you, and if you have a routine, and if, you have an, if you're organized, you start to get rid of mental clutter as well. And it does make you feel a lot better. Okay, number 11 would be no your uh, resistance quotient, shall we call it that. Um, I don't know where that word came from. I've got it written down here, resistance quotient. But what it means is discover what you're resisting when you use distraction and procrastination instead of doing the work. So, you know, if you think, right, I've got to write this article and then suddenly you decide that you've got to go and clean the kitchen or do something else, what is it that's causing that? What is it that's causing that? Okay. So that is, uh, I suppose, admitting that you can't do it all and understanding why you are feeling overwhelmed. Now let's get down to specific things that you can do to deal with overwhelm, specific things you can do to deal with overwhelm. So we'll go through these relatively quickly. Again, the list will be in the notes and you can get them there. So number one would be just to say no to things without the guilt. Now, you know, a lot of time people want to try and please everyone and end up with too much on your own plate. Now, look at your list and ask yourself if you can simply say no to any of the tasks. Remember, you're in control of the list. You're in control of your calendar. Only you can overbook yourself. So only you can say no to requests for your time. And saying no is best. Um, there's, there's a way to, to, to do it, especially if you think you might be heading for an argument by saying no to somebody. So let me give you an example. Friend calls you up on the phone and ask you if you can do something for them. You don't want to do it, but you don't want to upset them either or feel as if you're letting them down like you used to feel when you said yes. Now, simply say, hey, I'd love to do it. When is it? Now, they'll tell you. You then reply, okay, let me check my calendar. Check your calendar, then report that you have a prior engagement already in and cannot do it. Now, you ask them if they can do something for you now, you need help, but you don't really mind if they say no. You actually want them to say no. So the other person says no. Now he has to apologize to you for not being able to do something for you. So instead of you being left with this, well, I've let someone down, if you ask them to do something and they don't, they can't do it, 
then you've neutralized the whole thing. You've neutralized the whole thing. Uh, I've, I've got a, a note from uh, a, a one-to-one client that was dealing with that said, I cannot say no to anything and I need to deal with this. And when I started making notes for it, I could. All, there's almost a whole podcast episode in there. So I might actually think about, about doing that. Let me know in the notes or contact us on info at theskillstack.com if you think that's a good idea or you can go on Twitter, you can direct message me there or direct message me through the Facebook group and let me know if you think that that may be something you want to do. Okay, next, specific things to, to uh, deal with overwhelm. I mentioned before, clutter, clearing your desk. No better feeling than starting fresh and getting a complete handle and everything needs to be done. But, you know, but get rid of things that you don't need. Get them off your desk, make the desk nice and clear. Clearing your email inbox is also quite good. And I've done that in separate podcast episodes where you can just simply clear your email inbox. And I've seen people go from 16,000. I saw one person who had 190,000 emails. I think, how can you function knowing that there's 190,000 emails unread? He says, I know, I'm never going to get around them. I don't know what to do about it. We just had to have, you know, we had to have Armageddon and just delete them all. It's the only thing we could do there. So clear desk, clear inbox, clear mind. Okay, next is what's the most important thing to you? Each morning when you get in and you're going to start something, you should already have worked on your podcast. Sorry, worked on your journal. I mentioned that in podcast episode number 24 uh, about using a journal. So make, make a careful note of the things that you want to get done. Remember, there's one thing you must complete, and then there are three things that you want to complete. You can use the Inspire Now journal or you can use the Best Self journal. It's entirely up to you, but I would say use a templated journal every time because they work every time. They're great if you work at them. Okay, number four, I've said to you, do dump, delegate or destroy. Sometimes a straightforward commitment to getting things done is absolutely necessary. That pesky task you've been putting off, do it. The phone call to a disgruntled client, outsourcer or an employee, do it. The article you've got to write, do it. Use the Pomodoro effect with the times, uh, with the times set to twenty minutes and get through it, or use the Forest app to block off segments of time, twenty-five minutes, for example. So that's doing it, uh, dumping it. Some projects were never meant to be. Some brochures and magazines you just have to throw away. There's things you're just going to have to forget. You can't do it. Delegate it. Ask for help. Look at all the tasks that you do, and for each one, ask: Am I the only person who can do this task? Some tasks might be your sole providence, but others can be delegated out. So it could be, you know, delegate out your website, your accounts, your graphics, your admin, even booking um, in your calendar, you can delegate those things out. There's lots of apps you can use like Calendly, calendly calendly.com, where you can set the times when you're available and then just direct people there and then they make a booking there. Okay, number five would be work for results. So key result areas, income generating tasks, What things do you currently do that are giving you the results you want? Don't waste time on the things that don't give you the outcomes or results you want. Even if other people tell you that you have to do them, stop listening to external comments. Start listening to your own gut feeling and intelligence and experience. Because the only thing that matters is whether you're creating the outcomes that you want. Now, that can be measured in money in the bank, as well as feelings of wellness instead of stress. And if you're stressed for too long, you're doing something wrong. And we spoke about that in episode 29. Okay, number six would be get into a routine. Mentioned it before. For instance, first thing I do each morning is exercise. I wake up almost about six o'clock every single morning without an alarm clock. I get up, 
I do some high-intensity te- high training. I do press-ups, sit-ups. I have a couple of weights that I pull and so on, get my heartbeat going. Then I'll have a shower. That's when I'll shave myself and do all the other bits and pieces that are required in the bathroom. Then I send out emails so that the world is working for me. Then I'll look at social media because it allows me to use a completely different part of my brain. Now, when I say social media, I mean that I post a comment or I like something from my followers. Next, I might look at financials briefly. Then I'll prep that for that day's calls. I will look at the tasks I've got to do and prep for that. And those tasks take me about 40 minutes to, to 60 minutes. They warm me up. They warm up my body as well as my brain. And that allows me to do things better. And that's before I've got to the main part of the day. So it's not even 7 a.m. yet and I'm up and up and ready. Now, I used to, I used to hear all that about people getting up at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I used to think, what a waste of time. What a load of, what a load of rubbish. What a load of dick. But, you know, it actually does make a massive, massive difference. It's made a massive difference to me, uh, and I'm sure it'll make a massive difference to you. Instead of hitting the snooze button and getting up last minute, running out the door, all the rest of it, it's far, far better just to be organized. uh, And having these habits each day allows you to get the important things done in a very orderly fashion. And that's a good way to do. Okay. So uh, I suppose the next thing is to admit that you're probably never going to get caught up. You know, your to-do list is never going to be empty. You know, humans are the only animals who, once they've completed a task, will create a new project and task to occupy mind, time, creativity, and energy. And uh, I think it was Dr. Maxwell Maltz, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, who said, human beings are like bicycles. We need to be moving towards something or we will lose our equilibrium and fall over. So that was number eight. Just admit that you will never get caught up. Okay, Uh, now I suppose uh, number nine would be to celebrate. Now, celebrate. When you get something done, when you finish something, you know, don't automatically move to the next project. Find uh, some way to celebrate your achievement. It absolutely works on your subconscious. Celebrate your achievements. That might be, right, I'm not going to have a cup of tea. I'm not going to have that biscuit until I've got this done. If it's a big project, then, you know, you want to have a proper celebration. Go for for a meal. Take some of your team members out. Take some of the people that got involved in it. Take them out. Do something. But celebrate. Okay. And uh, finally, I'm going to say uh, you, well, not, not finally, penultimately, two more things to go. You don't have to get it right. You have to get it going. Now, I hear a lot of people say, I've got to get my ducks in a row. I've got to line things up. I've got to have all this. No, you don't. You don't. Now, if you try and do absolutely every task perfectly, it will absolutely nearly kill you. It'll absolutely nearly kill your business. Now, some tasks might be critical for your success and they need to be as good as they possibly can be. Other tasks are not so important. They just need to be done without a lot of glory or perfection. There's a great book called Start Now, Get Perfect Later uh, by Rob Moore. You can have a look at that. Okay, and finally, action defeats worry. Now, if you're worried, overwhelmed, panicking, then action will defeat. But it's got to be action, I suppose, pointed in the right direction. It's one thing to run run around like a headless chicken. It's entirely another to have a structure and a set and a routine. So pick your high one high-priority task on your to-do list and get it done. Nothing will relieve overwhelm and stress more than getting getting off your backside and taking action. 
and don't pick low priority tasks just because it's easy. Do the things that matter. Do the things that give you the biggest return. Do the things that give you the biggest satisfaction. Now, so that's, uh, yeah, there we are. That's quite a, quite a list. But um, remember, the skill stack is all about you becoming 1% better. Just take any one of these tips and implement it. Now, remember, failure to implement is a massive issue for most people, and I really hope that you're not one of them. All right. Okay. That is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can get more information on the show notes that accompany all the episodes. And if you've got any questions you want to ask me about anything in this podcast, you can join the Skill Stack on Facebook or on Twitter at the Skill Stack, or you can email me directly, info at theskillstack.com. And if you want to discover the power of accelerated personal growth, you can sign up to the Mindset Training Strategy Modules at theskillstack.com. So once again, thank you for listening and I hope to talk to you again on the next episode, which is episode number 31 and that is all about dealing with judgment. Now remember, the greatest investment you ever make is investing in yourself. I have been Ray McLennan. This has been the Skill Stack Podcast. Thank you once again for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.